Welcome to Game On, the weekly football podcast bringing together seasoned professionals, the male star football writers and a celebrity fan or two. I'm your host, Mark Pugach. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple and Google. And if you haven't already, why not sign up for the daily Mail Plus briefing at mailplus.co.uk, where you can also watch Game On on video. Hello, I'm Mark Pugach and welcome to Game On. Contrasting fortunes for last season's top two this week. Liverpool lose at home in the league for the fifth time in a row. Meanwhile, Manchester City extend their winning run in all competitions to 21 matches. Joining us to discuss all this, too many played on either side of Manchester, Micah Richards, once of Manchester City, and Viv Anderson, Manchester United's former fullback, and the Daily Mail's chief sports writer, Martin Samuel. Hello, everybody. Good to see you looking so well. Micah, Viv, great to have you back uh, with us. Let's start with Liverpool, Micah. This is completely unprecedented. I mean, this is off the scale, isn't it? The great Liverpool, having won the title so deservedly, now losing five home league games in a row. We can't, we can't just be injuries. What, what do you think is going on? I, to be honest, when I, when I see it happening, I, I'm gobsmacked, to be honest. I don't really know what's going on. You know, like when you, you pundits and stuff, you try to analyse the game and that, and yeah, they've had the defenders out and then they've had Henderson and Fabinho had to go back into, into centre-back, which lead. But they did buy Thiago. So, and he was a Champions League winner when he came. I don't think he's got up to speed as everyone would have thought. But maybe it's just down to tiredness. You know, if, look at the games that they've had over the last three, year, three years and the intensity that they've been going at. I think maybe it's just catching up on them. I think teams now are not giving Liverpool as much respect as they used to. Do you remember when... When Man City was playing ridiculous football and everyone just dropped and everyone was just... Had, but now, it's like, well, if you look at their back four, with no Van Dijk, no Gomez, no Matip, we can actually have a go. And you've seen it with Villa earlier on in the season and that's when they had. But there was... The way the fullbacks play, you're always going to get chances because uh, Trent and Robertson are so good going forward. They're always going to leave spaces and it's like people exploiting it their ex, uh, them spaces in there. So I am surprised. I'm very surprised, to be honest. But I would just put it down to fatigue. I think to go Champions League final, win a Champions League, then win a league, at some stage, you are going to get tired. And the other teams have just stepped up and that no fear. I think it's tired. I think it's tiredness and I think it's confidence. You know, who's going to score? If Salah doesn't score, who's going to score goals for them? You know, you know, it's a difficult, difficult period they're going through, and uh, I didn't, I didn't expect it to fall off the cliff so spectacularly as it's done. Really, five games at home is unheard of. What was the record before that? They must have gone. I don't know how many games that. Well, they're the first champions ever to do. Oh, they had lost for sixty-eight games at home yeah, in the league. Yeah. I mean, and then lose five on the spin. Do you also think that the way in which our leading clubs now, Michael used the word, there is an intensity. Gengen pressing, obviously, is what Klopp likes to call it. There is an intensity about the way they play now. And as Micah says, Viv, is it inevitable that physically you can only do that for a certain amount of time before it all catches up with you? 
I think so, especially in this unique season where the games are coming thick and fast. I heard Ollie saying they play a game every three days or something like that. You know, that intensity and to play at that level is very, very difficult. Martin, there are problems further up the pitch as well, aren't there? Salah looked thoroughly dischaffed to be taken off yesterday. Mm. He and always you wonder does, the Salah, yeah, he always does. But the Salah mm. Firmino Mane Trevor has been so good, you just wonder whether it's coming to the end of its natural shelf life. If only because one of them fancies, you know, a new, a new adventure. They've got Jota. They've got they've got Jota, who's who uh, has been out for a lot of the season, and who made a difference, I thought, when he came on last night, and had certainly made a difference before he got injured. Um, I think I, I totally agree with what the guys say there about tiredness, and I've I've been saying it all, all season. You can't do what Liverpool have done the last two or three years, and then go into a season with in, this enormous intensity without it having some effect. But there was something else last night that I would be very, very worried about if I was Klopp. So uh, Tuchel gets interviewed just before the game and they say, oh, why, why Timo Werner? And usually managers sort of try to hide why they're doing certain things, you know, keep their cards close to their chest. And he went, well, well, he's, he's fast and um, they play a very high line. And he, he didn't actually say, so what we're going to do, we're just going to bang it over the top and he's going to run onto it. And uh, that's what we're going to do. He didn't, he didn't make it as clear as that, but he might just as well have. Mm -hmm. And then you saw him in the tunnel at half time. They, they just caught him in the tunnel and he's got his players around him and he's literally going <laughs> over the top. Yeah. And you're thinking, no, it can't be that easy. It can't be that easy. You just knock it over the top and, 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 and their defence can't, can't handle that. But it was. That's exactly what Chelsea did. I mean, I'm not saying they were long ball. They, they played a long ball game because they mess about with it at the back more than just about anybody, really. Knock it there, knock it there. But once they were out, once they got out from the back, they were looking to hit it straight over the top and Werner was to run on to it. And if he had the patience to stay on side, it caught Liverpool, I don't know, six, seven times out of ten. I mean, Would well, you have done that with Van Dijk in the team, Martin? Well, all I would say, Viv, is that before Van Dijk got injured, they conceded 13 goals in six matches, Liverpool. They conceded three against um, Leeds. They conceded seven against Aston Villa. Um, and that was with Van Dijk in the team. And now, look, Van Dijk would, would certainly um, help you against any forward line in, in, in the world. I, I firmly believe that. But... You know, managers are smart guys. That's why they're managers, certainly in the in the top division. And teams get worked out. You look at Sheffield United this season. Last season, you know, everyone struggled against them. They were very awkward to play against. This season, <laughs> not so much. Um, and and you just wonder whether people have looked at Liverpool and gone, right, well, if we if we do this, they're in trouble. I mean, Trent is not as strong defensively as he is going forward. Um, that was an issue last night. That was the channel that, that Werner seemed to be working um, a lot more. There's a, every chance now that Liverpool will not finish in the top four. There's a really serious chance now. From your experience recently of being in a dressing room, can you sense when a team's natural shelf life is coming to an end? You normally can. There was a time under Mark Hughes where we was just, I want to say going through, it just felt like he got us as far as he could go. I wouldn't say that with Klopp uh, no. by any stretch of the matter. Because, but maybe this set of players with Klopp. But you, you'd always need to, to add. The problem 
Martin makes a great point. Yota, since he's he, he coming to the team, was, was massive for them. Before he got injured, he, he was amazing. And sometimes, you, you look at Manchester City now, we've always relied on the big players, Aguero, De Bruyne, Yaya, Torre, Silva, company. But now, they've managed to, to balance a team where whoever plays, they're still playing the same way and people are stepping up. There's been too much pressure on Firmino, Salah, Salah, and Mane to, to do the business. And then they brought Alisson in, which was a massive signing. They brought Van, Van Dijk in, which was obviously a massive signing. But there's, there's too much reliance. Where, where's the rest of the team? Like Thiago, I don't know if people say, well, he needs time to settle in, but he's a Champions League winner. He must be able to, to hit the ground running. They must have known what they were signing when he was back. So I don't really buy people giving him excuses. Liverpool have recruited well. It's just the players unfortunately injured with Jota and Thiago. I expected a, a lot more from it. Kabat's been brought in. I, I don't think he's going to be a world beater after watching him these first few games. But they need to just go into recruitment, end of the season. They need a proper striker. Right? They need someone who, if plan A is not working, to go to plan B. You know, it's too easy. Teams are finding it too easy to play against Liverpool at this moment because they know the way they're going to play. Martin makes a great point. that They know they're going to play a high line. So, all right, we'll, we'll play Werner. We'll play a fastest striker in, in the squad. And it's just, I, when things are going wrong, I don't look too deep into it because everyone is football has a bad spell. It's just how you bounce back. And I need to look now, where is it actually going wrong? And it needs to, they need to, they need to fix that. And Klopp's definitely still the right man for the job. He just needs to figure out what's working for them. And, and maybe it is confidence and maybe it's just tiredness. And maybe next season, we're talking about Liverpool being one of the best teams in the league again. That's just how it happens. But if they don't get Champions League, it will be worrying. And the player that they might have got last season in the transfer market might want to go somewhere. Liverpool will always attract top players because it's a top club. But that Champions League, the top players are going to want to play in the Champions League. Bib, we have to say that Thomas Tuchel's getting it right, isn't he? He really is getting it right. He might micromanage and be very intense and be extremely particular, but he's changed the system. There's a few players who come in from the cold who weren't playing under Frank Lampard. And, I mean, they are... You wouldn't be surprised if they finished second. Sorry say that with your Manchester United allegiance, but, frankly, you wouldn't be that surprised if they finished second, Chelsea. I'd be moment. very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I watched them last night, and they played very, very well. I must admit, they, could, they created a lot of chances, didn't take them, but they were very organised, and I thought, very, very good. The, the goal scorer was great. He's, he's, he's played really well, he has, recently. I mean, he left him out the first game, and everybody thought, up in arms, saying, what are you doing, what are you doing? But I understand when you walk into a, a new club, you want experience in that team, you want to make sure you don't get beat in your first game. And that's why he went with experience. But after one game, he, he realised you've got to put him in. He's Mason their best Mount, player, really. really. Is, is, is Mason Mount their best player? I mean, it's a serious question. Um, yeah, I would say he's got to be up there. You know, how old is he? 20, Mikael? Is he 20, 21? Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. The one where I seen how good he was was against Atletico Madrid. That's when I thought, wow, because I've always been a Grealish and Madison fan. You know, I've been harping on about them all season. But that performance in terms of 
the way he was so calm and composed, but then pressed. He was he was great in possession. You know, like sometimes you see young players, and in the Premier League, it's all hustle and bustle at times, and you get so many chances to create things. But in European games, it's a little bit difficult because you know Atletico can be tactically astute. And the way I see Mount was so disciplined for wanting to get on the ball, but doing his defensive well, but breaking the lines when he needed to. That was a performance when I say, wow, this guy needs to be talked in, a, in, in the same light of the Grealish and Madison. And maybe they might score more spectacular goals. Like Grealish might beat five players and, and score. Whereas Mount, he's just got that professional performance where he can play anywhere in the midfield. And he, he does it with discipline. So, yeah, I have to agree with Vibby. He is, at this moment, one of their most important players. He really is. Martin, he's a great mover, isn't he? He's taken his chance Fantastic. and he's given... Gareth Southgate has got a phenomenally pleasant mm. problem. Grealish, yeah, Madison, Mount, Foden. I, I mean, two of them are injured at the moment. That, that, that's why he hasn't got so much of a problem in the, in the next one because I think yeah. two of those guys will be missing. But a few... Weeks ago, or a couple of months ago, I talked to Arsene Wenger. He's done all these studies to do with FIFA. I might have mentioned it on, on, on here before, where it talks about where young players separate, where they separate from the rest. Um, and 21 is, is a very, very big age. Uh, you know, that people go along at the same sort of um, speed or, or whatever. And then at 21, the very, very best, that's where they that's when they go. Messi, Ronaldo, all of you know, that those players, that that level of player, that's the age at which they just they move away from the pack. And, and that's the age that Mason Mount is now. And it, it seems to be happening. It seems to be happening for him. You know, you look at a guy like Marcus Rashford, it needs to happen for, for him uh, at, at the same time, where he just moves away. From his from his peers, basically. How good how good do you think he it. can be though, Martin? How good you know, because we have put so much pressure on on young English talents. So we had Lampard mm. and we had Gerard. And how how good do you believe he can be? Because I've I've sort of had my my goggles on, on Grealish and, and Madison yeah, on, yeah. and I've but sort then... of I've sort of just I'm not putting him into the background, but it was only that athletical performance where I thought, yeah, he's he, he's mm. in that bracket. I think he's got the. I, I think you know if you if you are running Chelsea's. I know Jorginho is the is the fulcrum position or whatever, but Mount is probably their most important forward midfield player at the moment. And if you are playing that role for Chelsea, and he was playing it for Frank Lampard, and Tuchel has come in, and you know you're talking about a guy who has so far beaten Jose Mourinho away from home, Diego Simeone away from home, and Jurgen Klopp away from home. So the, you know you. you the, without, conceding, without conceding a goal. Without conceding yeah. a goal. He's hit the ground running. And after one game, he, he looked at... And I was at that game. Um, and Mount came on for the last 10 or 15 minutes and looked a different class to anything that had gone before. And you just thought, surely yeah. Tuchel's going to realise who, who, who the player is at this club. And I think if you are... In that position at, at Chelsea at the moment, I don't know what you guys think, but if you're in that position at Chelsea at the moment at his age, well, sky's the limit, basically. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it really is. He's like Phil Foden. If you are fulfilling that role in that Manchester City team, well, yeah. where, where do you start? That's very encouraging, isn't it? You've got Foden at City. And let's, I'm not making this an English-centric thing. Well, let's say more a British thing, that British players are now getting 
key positions at key clubs, Foden, yeah. Grealish, Mount. We mentioned Madison as well. That's really encouraging, isn't it? It is really encouraging. And, and Mika's old club, Man City, with Foden, they had yeah. ample opportunities to let him go out on loan. But if they said, no, let him learn his trade here with all the players we've got, all the great players we've got here. And obviously they thought sooner or later he's going to get his, his chance and he's going to take it and he's going to be a regular in the team. And that, that's what's happened. So that's good management at the end of the day. He knew that he had something there. Everybody knew he had something there. But everybody said, get him out on loan. He needs to play more games and all the rest of it. But they kept saying, he's too young, he's too young. Let him train with the, the experienced players we've got here and learn from them. And then eventually when he gets his chance, he'll take it. Sometimes, you know, you can go out and to Preston North End or you can stay and work with Pep Guardiola. What's, what's going to produce, you know, what is going to produce yeah. a, 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 a better player? And some of the loans... Don't forget, don't forget Beckham went to Preston on loan. Oh, no, that's what I mean. I mean yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah, nothing against Preston North End, I promise. Nothing yeah. against, But what I mean is, yeah, yeah, I you know. can go here, you can go there, yeah. but you're working with Pep Guardiola. And yeah. as, as a young player, you want to be in the team, don't you? Yeah, Mika was yeah. in very early on. And you see everybody, all the accolades they're getting, they're playing in the team week in, week out. And you're sitting there thinking, I've played once or twice. Or, you're thinking, I just want to get out and play, you know, at that age. But Phil went, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to learn from what players around me. And when I get my chance, I'm going to go in. And he's got to take a lot of credit for that. Well, I mean, that, I, I thought that was fantastic with uh, Curtis Jones. Uh, was it last season or the season before? And he... Had a, he had a storming game in the cup or whatever and scored the goal and stuff. And they interview him afterwards. And, you know, this team haven't lost for about 60 matches or something like yeah. that. And they, you know, I'll get, he said, yeah, he, said, he actually said I should be in the team or he said, you know, I should be in the <laughs> team. Or, what are you thinking? What, this team? And you're thinking, <laughs> well, good on you, son, because you obviously really fancy yourself. And, yeah. and that's that's coming right as well. Uh, he looks I mean, uh, just let me just into it there. Tony Woodcut did exactly the same thing. I'm in the team, Young Forest team, and Duffy's there and everything else. So I'm winding him up all week and going, go and see him, go and see him. I'm in the team, you're not in the team. So he goes in this time and he knocks on the door and he knocked and, and he said, yes, son. He said, come in. There's a... And I, I'm listening at the door, and he says, uh, what do you want, son? I said, I want to be in the team. He said, my team? He says, yeah, your team. He said, ideally, where do you want to play in my team? He said, well, just behind a striker, you know, floating around there. He said, get out of my office. You're either a forward or a midfield player. Get out. Two <laughs> 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 story. Brilliant. Oh, any day with the Brian Clough story is a good day, Viv. Listen, we've had a very positive <laughs> show so far. I'm afraid we're going to go to the other end, Micah, and we're going to talk about the handball law. Before everybody around the world gets heated, this is nothing to do with VAR. Nothing. It's the law that it came off uh, it, it came off a Fulham player's hand and immediately a goal was scored. Therefore, it is disallowed under the law. I have a meeting about this. But, Micah, did you watch that and roll your eyes and go, that's just not handball in my, in my world? It's just it's just shambolic, really, you know, because of a couple of the incidents that have happened this season as well. It's it's making it hard and making it's making the referees worse. You know, the law is actually making the referees worse because as soon as a decision like that happens, the referee, referee, and then VAR be trending on on Twitter. Mm. And actual fact, it's not actually their fault because if it hits uh, his hand and it results in a goal then it, it's given, it, it can't be a goal. When actual fact, the, the, just it's the law that's ridiculous. And 
let's be honest, the, the, the referees are not helping themselves over the last month, month or so. But in this one, you have to sort of protect the referees because every single game they're getting a, a, abuse, whether it be online. But this is just to do with, with the law. The handball, the ridiculous thing is the handball, the, the, it, it, it's in many ways, it is, it's not, not to do with VR, but it's very similar. That, that It's fixing problems that uh, they're trying to fix problems that no one had a problem with. So the handball law about scoring of the goal mm. is purely about the Thierry Henry thing where the ball's out or if you pushed it mm. with your hand or, or whatever. And the Wolves goal against Manchester City two or three years ago where mm. it, it comes off the guy's hand and he actually puts it in accident, completely accidentally, but he puts it in with his hand. And people have said, quite logically, how can you have a goal scored with somebody's hand when handball is an offence? Right, so you can address that. But instead, they've addressed handball deflections in build-ups that are, you know, that, wasn't, that wasn't what anyone was saying. If you put your hand up to across your body or it's across your face and it's come off that, no one was moaning about that. No, no. It, was, it, was, it was, everyone realised that was an accident. You just don't want a guy to be able to score with his hand. And if you've got a way of saying, oh, actually, that the, the last thing, the thing that propelled the ball over the line was your arm, was your hand, well, that can't be, that, that can't be a goal. Martin, as, as, as defenders like Mika and myself, imagine going to, to a, uh, an attacker with your arms behind your back. Oh it's a natural uh, first uh, start. Uh, I've been taught for 20-odd years, yeah. you go out, you stop the crosses any way you can, you don't go out with your arms behind you. What would Brian Clough have said to you then? Oh, oh listen, we can't see that on here. <laughs> it would be blue. I mean, yeah. if I didn't stop the cross by any means, when I got in that dressing room, the air would be blue. You stop yeah. the cross any way you can, as long as you're not throwing your arms out in the in the penalty box. Yeah. I'm talking about outside the box, stop the cross. That was all you have to say. Stop the cross. If the ball doesn't come in my box, you don't score a goal. Simple. Yeah. Let's finish with the Manchester derby this weekend. Viv, let's start with you with Do we have in to? goal. Yeah, Do yeah. We have to? Well, because last time last time City were about to win the league, United went and won three-two, having been two down. So, you know, I was I was at that game. Uh, I was yeah. at that game, and we should have been yeah. five down at half time. Yeah. And I was, yeah. I was, I went with some friends of mine, and I was going, I'm not going to go out there second half because this will be an absolute <laughs> embarrassment. We went out, we scored within about five minutes, and then two, yeah. one, and we go, oh, oh, we scored again, you know, and then we end up winning. I mean, I couldn't believe it. So they're, they're in unbelievable form at the moment. Uh, for Manchester United to go there, listen, form really goes out the window in derby matches. Mick has played in enough of them, you know, you're saying to one another in just room, come on, we've got to win today. We've got added incentive, Man United boys, to say we can stop their uh, unbeaten run or whatever it is. If you said to Wally, I can go there and get a draw, 1-1 one, one, or 2-2, two, two, yeah. you'd snap your legs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Micah, that wishful would be a loss thinking. for City wish, now, wish, isn't it? Wish, yeah. Wishful <laughs> thinking from, from him there. <laughs> it's lost. No, I, I, I think in a derby, um, everything goes out in the window, but this time there's no fans, yeah. so the, the atmosphere is not gonna it's, it's not gonna be there, and the way City are playing at this moment in time, no matter who they pick, I just think they'll be too strong for for, for United. The United at times are tedious to watch. I said, I said uh, when they was top of the league, 
that I didn't believe that they could win the league just because they find it difficult to break big teams down. Mm-hmm. They the, the really do in, in the big game. Like they'll, 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 they'll score a lot of goals, but they score a lot of goals against the teams who they should be winning anyway, realistically. So I always thought, whenever it's a big game, they just make it too boring. And a prime example was uh, Liverpool. Was it a nil-nil draw, wasn't it? But, mm-hmm. but Man, Man United, Liverpool was going through a, a, a rocky patch at the time where Liverpool, you could get, you could get at them. And Man mm-hmm. United couldn't, they didn't, I don't know if it had the confidence or they just was happy to go to, to Anfield and get a draw. Because if you go to Anfield and get a draw, it's a great result in a normal season. But this season, it's been completely different. And that's when I thought, Man United can't win the league because it's almost like they don't believe that they can be, be, be better than, than, than Liverpool. And, and that's why I said what I said. And I don't change my mind now. And I'm not surprised that Man City are so far ahead because Man City believed, even when there was six, seven, eight points adrift, they believed they still could be number one. No one ruled themselves out. And when Man United were there, it's like, oh, we're in, but we're going to play it down. We're going to play it down. But they won't play it down. They just didn't believe that they could win it. Martin, I'll bring you in a second. Micah, I'd really like to hear, because I'm sure you've got spies in the camp or people have been telling you. What has Pep done slightly differently this season? Because he has, particularly since that poor run before Christmas, losing at home to Leicester, a few 1-1 draws. I'm just reading this week that maybe, we talked about it with Tuchel, it's not quite so in intense and micromanaging, particularly as we're in the pandemic, just a, just a little nuanced shift in the way he goes about things. Would that be right? It looks like that. I, I think because of the so many games, you know, Brady always always liked to, to, to press the ball, but press the ball high. But now they've gone to more tick-attacker style of play, more starve the opposition of the ball. Cancelo's been great in that, in terms of going into the midfield and creating the, the space, leaving Mares and Sterling wide. So they're almost like one one versus one situation. The difference with, with Walker is he tries to get down down that every time he gets the ball. And people have sort of, I'm not saying worked them out, but they thought, well, we know how Man City are going to play. But the way he's changed, even Zinchenko, Zinchenko, He's not the best fullback in the world, but in terms of knowing how to play that fullback who wants to play inside to create spaces for the one-on-one wide players, it's just been fantastic to watch. And yeah, he, I have heard him say we can't press as much as we want to do because there's just too many games. And he's playing possession-based football and taking the chances. Martin, what are your thoughts going ahead to the derby at the weekend? I mean... You can't see beyond Manchester City at, at the moment. Um, I agree with what with what the guys have said. The, the funny thing with Manchester United is that you would think that their strength is in the forward line when you look at the, the players they've got at their disposal. And yet when they play one of the better teams, they don't score. And 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 that that you know, that's where you would expect them to be able to hurt teams. You know, they got beat one nil at home by Arsenal when Arsenal couldn't win enough games to have a slump. I mean, um, they got beat, um, you know, six-one by by a Tottenham team that we at the start of the season thought were were, were gonna were gonna challenge, and now are in a scramble to to get into the top four to get into the Europa League places. Um, 
you know, and they, these the, the constant yeah, nil nil draws. You do wonder whether if fans had been in the stadium, they wouldn't have stood for some of those games fizzling out the the way they did. That you 100%. know, there, there's, there's been a few matches where it looks as if everyone's just gone. You know, with about fifteen minutes to go, right? We're not going to hurt each other here, and mm. you know. You're happy with a point. I'm happy with a point. Right, let, let, let's call it quits. And I don't think that can happen when you've got seventy thousand people at Old Trafford or, or sixty thousand people somewhere else. Um, so I, I think that's an issue. Um, I saw Manchester City play them in the uh, in, in the League Cup of, of, of a few months back. Manchester City were a, a much much better team, and I don't think that anything's changed. And that's it from Game On. We'll be back next week and every week via Spotify, Apple and Google. Don't forget to sign up to your daily briefing from mailplus.co.uk. That's it from me, Mark Pugach. See you next week for more Game On.